three, two, one. Oh my goodness. Good morning, good afternoon. Whatever it is for you, I hope you're having a fantastic day. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports, episode 417. Welcome in. Uh, let's talk all about Thanksgiving today. That's what this episode is about. I do want to start by saying that this year for Thanksgiving, for me, uh, I did not experience any, like, wh- wh- how do I even say this? Traditional Thanksgiving food. I had, like, chicken wings and buffalo wild wings, Asian zing sauce, had a salad. I was away from my family for the first time in a long time. Didn't see my family. I, I talked last episode about how, like, that is great for me. And somebody even came after me, like, don't brag about not having to see your family. I'd say, like, look, if you hate your family, don't go see them on Thanksgiving. I don't hate my family. I'm just a big introvert. But I saw a lot of people in the comments that were like, don't brag about – not a lot of people. There was one guy who was like, don't brag about not, not having to see your family. I, w- I would respond to you and say, you don't have to see your family. Uh, I didn't see my family. I miss them, uh, although I also – it was glorious to just be alone and do my own thing. The one thing I missed the most about Thanksgiving this year, yeah, the, my family, that kind of stuff, but also I got to say, like, I, I really missed out on having mashed potatoes, ham, and gravy. I, usually every year, uh, my best friend's mom, I go to their house for Thanksgiving, makes the absolute best ham mixed with amazing mashed potatoes. You mix them all up and you, I just make it like a mush pile in a bowl and I, I put the ham right into my mashed potatoes with the gravy and I eat it all together in one big, you know, you know, heaping and, and big bites, and oh, it's so good. And I, you know, I, I can't wait to have that again someday. I don't know when that's going to happen, but I, I do, I did miss out on having that. Um, again, I, I love my family. I, I, I'm also an introvert who Thanksgiving for me is a day to work and watch football. And I often feel like holidays for me are, are often days I'm working on during football season. And so, uh, Going to like Thanksgiving get-togethers isn't really what I want to do, but I want to just remind people one thing. I, I said a, a second ago about I talked about it a second ago. I just encourage people, if you have a bad relationship with your family, I, and that's not me, for the record. I, I want to be clear. I don't. But I know people that do. You don't have to go to events with family that you hate. And that's – I don't know who needs who needs to hear that. Uh, but I, Hey, just letting you know, like, I, I love my family. I miss my dad. I miss my, my dad, and my stepmom a lot. I miss my mom, I miss my best friend's family. I, I am an introvert who wants to work on Thanksgiving, but I know for some people going to that kind of stuff is really, really painful. And I just want to tell you, you don't have to go now. Uh, let's recap Thanksgiving day game. Number one on Turkey day, the bears beat the lions 16 to 14 Chicago hit the game winning field goal on the final play of the game. It was a tense game. I picked the Chicago Bears to win. And for me, I don't normally do predictions. And I, I got, you know, a video got sponsored. So I made predictions for Thanksgiving. It was me against a turkey. And I think part of why I don't make predictions is because it really does change the way you watch a game. Uh, I, I like watching games where I don't really care who wins. That's one of my favorite things is just allowing myself to enjoy the storylines that unfold and being happy with whatever outcome tends to happen. But because I picked Chicago, I found myself like, I don't want to lose to a turkey, right? Like how, how embarrassing would that be if a turkey made better predictions than I did? And I, I needed the Bears to win this game in order for that to happen. And so I, I just was sitting there really tense because I'm like, man, this, any little thing could go wrong. Like I, I was very afraid that very afraid and aware that the Bears could screw this up. Like, even the, the game-winning field goal, they're on the 10-yard line. 
it's like a 28 yard field goal. It's, it's one of the, it's like an extra point used to be. It's very, very short. And I'm like, man, even though this is an easy kick, Cairo Santos could still miss it. And I, I, it was just the whole game was tense. I'm like, I'm like, Andy Dalton, please do not screw up. Don't throw another interception. And thankfully my, my pick was right, but oh my gosh. Uh, now Bears quarterback, Andy Dalton, he did fine. He had one interception in the end zone. Should have had two. Uh, one got dropped. I don't know. Watching Andy Dalton, it's the first time. I mean, he's he's played a couple times this year, but I just had a couple thoughts. I'm like, I'm curious where Andy Dalton goes next year. Is he a starter next year in the NFL? Could he go to New York with the Giants? Could he go to Pittsburgh? Maybe Cleveland? I don't know. Like, he's not a terrible decision maker. I thought he he forced a couple throws in the in the end zone was lucky one of them got dropped. But the thing that stands out when you watch Andy Dalton the most by a mile. The dude has such a weak arm. I mean it's it's hard to watch because the ball just dies on him. Like he he just does not drive the ball downfield very well. And I don't mean like I don't mean he can't throw the ball a long way. I mean like when he throws a deep out route, the ball just kind of dies towards the end of it and it's what it is is bad mechanics. His mechanics are not great. I just, it's it's crazy the contrast between Andy Dalton, the Bears quarterback, and Lions quarterback Jared Goff. Now, Lions quarterback Jared Goff played pretty well. He was 21 for 25 passing at 171 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He did have a fumble, and uh, Jared Goff, the dude turns over the ball way too much. Uh, he's had 11 turnovers and only played in 10 games this year, which is just... I don't know. Jared Goff is one of the most frustrating quarterbacks to watch in the entire NFL because he's so capable. Like, especially when you compare him head to head in a game to Andy Dalton, Jared Goff has a really strong arm. He throws a beautiful ball. He's highly capable, but he also really struggles to avoid critical mistakes. It's always a fumble here, an interception there. And I I, want to say like, so that's my general take on Jared Goff is that I, I think that too often, he's got a, a costly turnover here and there. I actually thought in this game on Thanksgiving, he played pretty well. Like, I, I think he did well enough to win. Uh, I mean, I'd love to see him not fumble the ball, but uh, if he could play more like the way he played on Thanksgiving, I'd like that. He had a long touchdown pass. He also mostly, I felt like he, he threw a long touchdown pass and was like, okay, I got my big completion out of the way. Now, the rest of the game, I'm just going to take what the defense gives me. And I, I, I loved it. I mean, if he can play efficiently and also pair that with avoiding turnovers. Like he had a fumble here. Can he just not have a turnover? And if he can play that way every week, I will champion Jared Goff. He's not a hopeless quarterback. Like looks like the lions are going to be stuck with him for a while. And if he can just clean up the small parts of his game, like he has some hope. I mean, it's not completely, uh, the word is hopeless. Like Jared Goff has some promise, and if he can figure out the little stuff, he's not horrible and, and could be the franchise quarterback in Detroit. And we'll see if that is indeed what the Lions end up making and, and deciding this offseason. I think they're going to stick with Jared Goff this year and draft a, another player to help them. Uh, now, the Lions as a team, I I like the Lions head coach. Dan Campbell. I'm rooting for him. I want to see him do well. I want to see Dan Campbell turn around the Detroit Lions, but he's got a lot of work to do. There's a lot of stuff that I saw on Thursday uh, during Thanksgiving 
the Lions had 10 penalties in this game. It was bad. They, they had a third and 32 situation. Third down with 32 yards to go two different times in this game. Like, how does that happen twice in one game? I don't know. And then the worst thing that happened for Detroit in this game, the Bears had the ball third and nine on the 16-yard line with one minute and 54 seconds left. And the Bears were down 13 to 14. And I'm thinking, man, okay, you got to get a stop here. The Bears are going to kick a field goal. But if you can get us, if you can stop the Bears, hold them to a field goal here. The Lions are actually in good shape. They get the ball with like a minute 30 left maybe and had have, an, have an opportunity to drive down the field and kick the game-winning field goal. That's what I'm thinking watching. It's third and nine. It's a great spot for the Lions defense to be in. And then the Lions called two timeouts in a row. And that's a big error. You can't do that. So the Lions got called for a delay a game penalty. That made third and nine into third and four on the 11-yard line. And then on that third and four play, the Lions played really, really soft coverage. I mean, they were sitting like 10 yards off of the receivers. Nobody was covering the flat. And I don't know why they played crazy soft coverage, but Andy Dalton easily threw for a first down. And then the Bears ran out the clock and kicked the game when he field goal, won the game 16 to 14. And I, and I just don't understand what's happening. They're like, that's terrible, terrible coaching all around by the Lions. You can't call two timeouts back-to-back in the same sequence. That's a penalty. Why are you playing such soft coverage, basically handing the Bears a first down on third and four with a minute 54 left? I mean, <laughs> you give the Bears a first down, then they run at the clock, win the game. I mean, I just... It's so frustrating. Like, it's the second time this year that... The Lions have, uh, it's the third time. It's the third time the Lions have lost a game this year because of a game-winning field goal. And the Lions are now 0-10-1. They haven't won a game. It's, it's been a grueling, brutal year. I mean, the Lions keep finding different ways to lose games. And at this point, if you're a Lions fan, you're probably actually rooting for your team to keep losing because you want the number one overall pick. And I, I just, it's tough. It's really tough. I mean, Unfortunately, knowing the Lions and given how, I mean, they've been close to winning games a lot of times this year. I mean, they led the Packers at halftime. It's not like the Lions, the Lions are not, I think, as bad as the record would suggest. And I think now the year is going to become about getting a number one overall pick and the Lions are going to screw that up as well. Like they're not even capable of failing at a high enough level to get the number one pick. I hope they do. I don't think they will. Um, big win for the Bears, by the way. We heard rumors all week that the Bears were going to fire their head coach, Matt Nagy. So uh, I was actually happy he won. The guy, it's brutal. I mean, they were, they were at his son's high school football game chanting fire Nagy. I mean, I just, I, I, my heart goes out. I, I don't think he's a great coach. I think he's made a lot of mistakes. But given the week he had, I was happy to see Matt Nagy win a football game this week. I was like, oh, thank God for him. Now, the final note I want to say about this Lions game, Big Sean did the halftime show. And if you look at my face, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm scowling. It's just, I felt so bad for Big Sean on Turkey Day. I thought he actually performed well. I'm not a fan of the guy. I don't care for his music. Got nothing against him. I just, I don't even, I've never even, I couldn't even tell you what one Big Sean song was. Apparently he's from Detroit. He grew up there. I mean, that's, it's his home city. And the stadium, like, again, I, I didn't think he sounded bad or anything. Like, I just was like, eh, I, I'm apathetic. I don't know the guy. But the stadium in Detroit, his home city, by the way, again, 
they were not into it like at all. It was dead silent. It was super awkward. It's a rough moment. I mean, can you imagine performing in front of a stadium that's dead silent and, and not into it at all? I mean, did, did Big Sean technically bomb? I don't, I think you have to like actually be bad and not have an audience get into it at all. But that's a rough crowd. I just, I just want to say I felt bad for Big Sean watching on TV. I'm like, man, people are giving him the side eye. People are like not, not into it, not cheering, nothing. He was like, what's up, Detroit? And they just didn't even, nothing. You're like, oh, poor dude. I just, I just, I felt horrible for Big Sean during the halftime show of the Lions and Bears game. Anyone, why is my voice keep doing that? It just cracks, like, ah, trying to drink water. It's so dry in this room. I don't know what to do about that. I, here, here's the thing. I live here uh, in a tropical area, and I don't want to use a humidifier because then you get mold like really easily. But it is so dry in this room. I, just, I feel like there's not a good option of what to do. Okay, uh, game number two, the Raiders beat the Dallas Cowboys 36-33 to in overtime. And I got to say, watching this game, they were doing an aerial shot of Cowboy Stadium showing like the outdoor turf and people sitting outside and watching this game I realized it's kind of a bucket list event for me to go to a Thanksgiving game in Dallas I never realized that's how I felt until now but I'm like oh that that would be possible and it'd be kind of fun um it's an event that happens every year it's a very doable goal and I don't know if I maybe I go some year and sit in the you know the the nosebleeds and watch or maybe I don't even go inside maybe just tailgate outside and there's like a park where they got TVs. Like, I don't know. But I, I think it'd be really fun to go to a Cowboys Thanksgiving Day game. I just It feels like a fun event to go to. Now, I got a couple things to say. Number one, uh, the Raiders live and die by their quarterback, Derek Carr. The Raiders are 6-0 and when Derek Carr throws for 300 yards or more. And when he doesn't, they're 0-5. They're 6-5 and right now. They Again, it's kind of like Steph Curry in the three ball. When Steph Curry isn't hitting a three ball, he's, he's, it's not good for him. When the, Derek Carr doesn't throw for 300 yards, it's not good for the Raiders. Now, luckily, Derek Carr in this game threw for 373 yards. The Raiders did win in overtime, kept that. I mean, like if they lose the game, that stat would be useless. But it's, I just think that I, my thought from that is that, to me, the two most underappreciated quarterbacks in the entire NFL are Derek Carr and Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins. Derek Carr, like Kirk has got 21 touchdowns and two interceptions this year. And then Derek Carr is playing phenomenal football. And I just think doesn't get any respect. Like there are still people that are like, fire Derek Carr, he's terrible. I'm like, have you watched him play at all? He's playing fantastic football. And uh, now for Dallas, the number one thing that killed the Cowboys in this game was that corner Anthony Brown got called for pass interference four times in this game. Four times, one of them uh, was in overtime. It was third and 18 for the Raiders, and they were not in field goal range. P.I. gave them a 33-yard gain, put them in field goal range. They kicked the game-winning field goal. But Anthony Brown in this game had a, had a horrible day, just an all-time bad day for him, probably the worst game of his career, just giving up costly penalty after costly penalty. The Cowboys gave up 166 yards of penalties. A lot of those are because of Anthony Brown just giving up massive chunks of yardage on Defensive pass interference calls. Now, the Cowboys were missing two of their top receivers, Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb. I don't know how much you can look at this game and hold it against Dallas. They were not at full strength. However, still, when you look at Dallas right now, you realize, hey, the Cowboys have lost 
three of their last four games. It's a little bit concerning. I would say right now the Cowboys are a team that has a shot to win a Super Bowl. They're definitely a playoff team when you look at their division. But I would not call them a Super Bowl favorite. They're a good team. There are far better teams throughout the NFL. But look at the rest of the schedule for the Cowboys. It's a light schedule remaining. They play the Saints. They play Washington twice. They play the Giants, the Eagles. They play the Cardinals. They they probably lose to Arizona, although knowing how the NFL works this year, they'll probably lose to Washington both times and beat Arizona because you can't predict anything. But Dallas is 7-4 and four right now, and I look at where they're headed and think that we could see the Cowboys finish easily 12-5 and five or 11-6 and six based on the remaining schedule. If they can stay healthy, I mean, I, I think that I just was dead wrong about the Cowboys. They are a, a really good football team and, and easily a playoff team. And this game was fun to watch, by the way. Dallas made it a game. I mean, it was the Raiders were kind of pulling away, and Dallas scored 14 points in the fourth quarter. It wasn't two touchdowns. It was actually two field goals and a touchdown with a two-point conversion. And they had that two-point conversion to tie the game up 30-30. to It was a great play call, by the way, on the goal line to kind of a rub concept, get receiver wide open in the flat. Um, I, I just, it was a, I, this was a, probably the best Thanksgiving day game, just back and forth Cowboys Dak threw for 375 yards. Shout out to Dallas. I just want to see them at full strength because I know their offense is capable of even more. And, uh, I was disappointed to not see, I mean, we know, I, like, I know why Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb weren't playing. CeeDee Lamb's got a, uh, a concussion and Amari Cooper's got, you know, dealing with COVID stuff. So I just, like I, I want to see what Dallas can do because they are a team that, again, not a Super Bowl favorite, but they could. I mean, they took Tampa to the wire to start the year. They they can play with anybody. I'm convinced. And if they have a couple of good games in a row, the Cowboys could very easily be in L.A. in February playing in the Super Bowl. I also want to say rookie linebacker Micah Parsons for Dallas is uh, he's amazing. He's scary good. I mean, he was getting pressure constantly on Derek Carr. He did get a sack. And uh, I, I love watching Micah Parsons. He's such an awesome linebacker, and what a great draft pick by them uh, in Dallas. Okay, uh, game number three on Thanksgiving, the Bills at New Orleans. It was awful. This was not a good game. I mean, even the fact that Drew Brees, the legendary former quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, a Hall of Fame quarterback, he was in New Orleans calling the game on live TV. That wasn't even enough to save this game. The Bills dominated. They won 31-6. to um, I actually thought the Saints' defense did a pretty good job. They picked off Josh Allen twice in the first half. It was only 10 to nothing at halftime. Josh Allen got sacked twice in this game. Both of them were in the first half, and it just felt like watching this game. Eventually, lack of support from their offense was too much, and the Saints' defense just gave in. I mean, literally, the Saints did not score until... The first play of the fourth quarter, they got a touchdown finally when they were down 24 to nothing. I mean, it's it's hard to keep playing at a high level when your offense is just giving you nothing for your defense. Uh, it was an ugly game. The Bills won 31 to 6. I have to mention it because it was a game on Thanksgiving, but there wasn't much competition at all in New Orleans. Like the best thing about this game is Drew Brees getting like a standing ovation at halftime. That's it. I mean, just it wasn't very... <sighs> I don't know. This was a bad, it sucked. It wasn't a fun one. Uh, Josh Allen threw four touchdowns and uh, I, kind of this game was exactly what I thought it would be, which was a great opportunity for Buffalo to right the ship against a bad football team. Okay. I, I put out a video last week 
something along the lines of turkey debate or something like making Thanksgiving Day picks, debating a turkey. And what happened was, uh, and, and Hisense did not ask me to talk about this, but I, I do want to say like a shout out to Hisense. They made it possible for me to make a, I mean, it's a good TV company. They made it possible for me to have a, a make a fun video debating a turkey. And, you know, they provided the footage and... I also, again, they did not ask me to say this, but I've got a Hisense TV right next to me. I love it. And they were also behind the scenes. I got some fun stories I'm, I'm going to share now about making the video in that process, but I, I like working with them. Hisense, great company behind the scenes. Love working with them. I love it. All my communications with them were good. And I also, you know, I think the key thing is, again, they, they did not sponsor this. This is just me. I feel like I, if I'm going to talk about the Turkey video, I should talk about them. The TV is great. Now, um... I actually tied with the turkey. The turkey made three predictions, which go watch the video. It's kind of like weird and fun the way it happened. And, uh, you know, we predicted the three Thanksgiving Day games. We tied. Uh, we both went two and one. The turkey picked Detroit, the Raiders, and the Bills. I picked Chicago, Dallas, and also the Bills. And, um, you know, the Bears won, so I won that game. Then the Raiders won, which surprised me, although it was, it was actually closer than I thought, too. And then we both got the Bills game right. Uh, a couple of things I want to talk about. First of all, someone pointed out watching that video that the turkey was actually a hen. This guy was like, you know, disappointed hunter, he said on YouTube. And I, I just, I don't know, like I, first of all, I, I would not have told you, I could not have told you that was a male or female turkey. Although I, I think about it, I guess the male turkeys have a, probably the gobbler, I think, the thing under their chin. I don't, that, is that accurate? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But look, the advertising company chose to call that turkey and name it Mr. Gobblestone, even though apparently that turkey in the video was a female. I would have never known that, but he did. And yeah, fair enough. They gave me the footage. I didn't choose the name. I didn't film the turkey at all. Uh, it also was kind of weird. They gave me like blue screen footage and they didn't put anything on the blue screen. And I don't know why they didn't do that. Although I, looking back, like maybe I should have put something on the blue screen. I, I didn't think about it until I put up the video. And then I was like, I guess I totally could have put like a, some kind of football stadium or something in the background. I, I don't know. I, I, it's like my only regret here was, was I supposed to put, cause I, I don't, I saw other people make videos for them who did, they put a, a background on and I, I actually, for some reason just thought they were going to do that and they didn't. And so I, I don't, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I, I realized that now I'm like, I totally could have put something in the background of their blue screen video. I just, I, I, I don't know. I did my best and I hope it was fun. Uh, it's also kind of weird. Here's the behind the scenes thing that I, so I didn't need to tie with the turkey. They sent me three videos. They sent me a video of the turkey picking the lions, the turkey picking the raiders, and the turkey picking buffalo. And I wish they'd given me six different videos. Six, I hold up eight. Six different videos because I, I could have shown the videos of the turkey just being opposite to whatever I picked. Like, I'm not going to compromise my predictions to fit alongside a turkey. Like, the turkey can change its mind. I'm not going to change my mind. Like, I'm not going to pick Buffalo because the turkey picked Buffalo. You know, like, I'm going to pick the teams I think are actually going to win because I'm not losing credibility to make a turkey video. I, I, I don't know. I, I, that was kind of weird to me. But uh, all in all, again, Hisense is great. I, I love my TV. They were fun to work with behind the scenes. Just some fun stuff like the, the blue screen. I didn't. Was that on me? I, I legitimately don't know. And I, I regret not taking initiative there and just putting something in the blue screen. I, I should have done that. And I, I regret not. Um, and then also I, I wish if I did this again, I'd say, Hey, give me a, a video of the Turkey making, you know, picking every single team possible. 
that way I can just make my predictions and maybe show the turkey being opposite. Although, hey, the turkey made his own decision. Like, the turkey picked Buffalo, and so did I. And in the end, we tie, which th- – I th- can you imagine if I lost to a turkey? Like, I, th- thank God. I really did not want to make a video having to explain how a turkey made better predictions for Thanksgiving than I did. That would have not been fun. So I think it worked out pretty well that we tied. I would have liked to win, but – I just did not predict the Raiders winning. That was a surprise to me and a great win for the Las Vegas Raiders. Okay, uh, I want to shift my focus to NFL Week 12. There are nine games that I am really interested in during NFL Week 12. Here are the nine games. Uh, The Steelers at Cincinnati is going to be really fun. Joe Burrow versus Big Ben, a division matchup. Um, both teams are, you know, fighting to stay in the playoff hunt game. Number two, the Buccaneers at the Colts. It's a great opportunity for Indy Indianapolis. The Colts are, they're on hard knocks and I'm thinking, I'm realizing now I didn't, I forgot to react to hard knocks this week. Didn't I, did I, did I not? I don't remember. I don't think I did. That sucks. I forgot about that. I should have. Ah, well, I I can do that. Maybe tomorrow. (laughs) I don't know. Um, so the Colts have a great opportunity here though, to, beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I think that would be awesome. Like they, they Again, the Colts need this win a lot more than Tampa does, and I find myself rooting for Indy. I really want to see them um, make a playoff push and, you know, right the ship and end their season on a high note, maybe even make the playoffs. That'd be awesome. So I find myself rooting for the Colts here. Game number three, you have the Panthers at Miami. That's Cam Newton, a quarterback I like and I'm invested in against Tua a quarterback I like and I'm invested in. It's just going to be a fun matchup to talk about and watch. And, you know, Tua has been building off of performances. He's getting better and better, I think, every time I watch him recently. And that'd be cool. Also, Cam is trying to secure the starting job. They're both actually, you know, both quarterbacks, Cam and Tua, are in similar situations where they're trying to play well so they can be the starting quarterback of their team next year as well. So that's cool and interesting, although maybe Tua's done. I mean, maybe Tua, they're just going to trade for Deshaun Watson and, it's very possible that everything Tua does from here on out is just to help raise his trade value. I don't know, but that's possible. Game number four, we've got Tennessee at the Patriots. Tennessee looked bad last week. It was kind of the first time in a while we've seen them you know, since Derrick Henry got hurt where we thought, oh, man, Tennessee might really miss their quarter, their running back, Derrick Henry. Like last week, Ryan Tannehill had four interceptions, which is bad. Now, the— the Patriots are seven and four. They are on top of their division. It would be another if the Patriots go eight and four to start the year. It would be a massive, massive statement about how. I mean, they can still win with Bill Belichick, and Mac Jones is a lot better than I think. I loved Mac Jones in the draft, but a lot of people were down on him, and he's not a great pick. He's just oh my god, Mac Jones is the truth, and I think he's the favorite right now to win the NFL Rookie of the Year. Number five, you got the Jets at Houston. Tyrod Taylor is underrated. I think a better quarterback than people realize for the Texans. I think Houston does win this football game. But the story of the game is Jets rookie rookie quarterback, Zach Wilson, back from an injury. Uh, He's a number two overall pick. He is trying to show why. Uh, what, What made him so good that he was drafted as the number two pick in the NFL draft. So keep your eye on the Jets and the rookie quarterback, Zach Wilson, in this game. He's been out for four weeks. Sometimes, usually... When you take that much time off and you watch another person run your offense, it actually does help you because you get another perspective where you go, 
huh, I see what this guy's doing. I see why decisions are being made. Sometimes another perspective, watching another person run your offense can actually help you be better when you do come back. So especially for young quarterbacks. So keep your eye on that. Zach Wilson might might be good, actually, against Houston this week during NFL Week 12. Uh, number six, you got the Rams at Green Bay, the Packers. The Rams are coming off of a bye week, which hopefully helped them get all on the same page. Odell Beckham Jr. is going to play. Remember, last time we saw the Rams, they got dominated by the 49ers. So to see the Rams bounce back would be huge. And I'm curious, they've now had two weeks to work with Odell and figure things out with him. So I want to see how they will do with Odell Beckham Jr. this week on the road at Green Bay. I think in the cold, I would imagine it's cold. And let me double check. I think this game is a home game for the Packers, but I want to, I want to make sure I'm right. Rams, Packers. Oh, Rams, Packers. The game is, yeah, it's at Green Bay. That's what I thought. Packers are eight and four, uh, eight and three, trying to avoid going eight and four. A nine and three start for Green Bay. What a statement that would be. Okay, game number seven. The Vikings at the 49ers. Both teams are five and five. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't really care who wins, but it would be a huge win for the Vikings to go six and five right now. It's a not, not a good situation for either team because five and six is bad. It's a losing record, uh, below 500. So it's a massive game that means a lot to both teams. And I am going to keep my eyes peeled for Kirk Cousins, the Vikings quarterback to have a big game here in a big situation. Now, often Kirk, I love Kirk, but in big moments, he tends to not shine the brightest. And so keep your eye on this game. Vikings out 49ers. Kirk Cousins needs to have a good game go and start the year 6-5 and five and not fall to 5-6. and six. So keep your eye on that. Uh, number eight, Sunday Night Football. You got the Browns at the Ravens. Baker Mayfield, the quarterback of the Browns, has been bad all year. And just not not been great. And so it's a huge game for the Browns to try to... Can I, I mean, look, they're, they're last in their division. It's been a bad year. And so beating the Ravens would be a massive deal for Cleveland right now. Uh, number nine, Monday Night Football. A game I don't really care about other than to say that it's Seattle at Washington, which is kind of funny because Seattle-Washington, it's the two Washington teams playing each other. I just, they're both bad. So I don't, I feel I like, why does this have to be the Monday Night game? Kind of sucks, actually. But um, I will watch it. It's a primetime game. I will watch it and talk about it, but. I'm not that excited. I I would think Seattle will win, but Seattle's been horrible. In spite of the fact they have Russell Wilson at quarterback, they've just not been good. So I don't know what to tell you. Um, But these are the nine most interesting games I find for the rest of NFL Week 12. Cam versus Tua is going to be huge. Zach Wilson's back. That'll be fun. Rams Packers will hopefully be interesting. I think Kirk Cousins, you got to keep your eye on him. Indy, can Indy win another game? They're on a winning streak right now. Can they win at home against Tampa? A lot of great games this weekend. Titans at Patriots is going to be awesome. It's going to be a fantastic weekend of football. It already It's like the biggest weekend of football of the year. We got Thanksgiving. We got rivalry weekend in college football. The NFL is putting out a bunch of good matchups. So uh, it's going to be a fantastic, fantastic weekend of football ahead for us. All right, guys. My name is Zach Schaumler. Hope you have a great day. I love you. I appreciate you. And uh, ba-dum-bum, bam, we are